KXNO Des Moines. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon live from the DraftKings Sportsbook at Wild Rose Studios. This is 1460 KXNO. Streaming live from coast to coast on iHeartRadio, this is 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Sunday night football. Big, big spot for two of our four air quote, local squads. It's the Chiefs. It's the Bears. Soldier Field. Nick Athen joins the program. You can read Nick, primetimesportstalk.com, where he is the VP of operations over there, and follow him on Twitter, at Chiefs Insider. Uh, Nick Trenton Ken, Merry Christmas. Nick Athen, how are you? Um, Great, guys. Uh, Merry Christmas to you all. Hope you have a a plentiful day with Santa. Indeed, we hope. That's what they hope is, Nick. Indeed. Maybe I'm really hoping for the Lions to knock off the Packers and bring us Bronco fans even a better gift uh, in April's draft. But let's get into what might happen tomorrow before we get to Sunday Mm -hmm. night. And that's the Bills taking on the Patriots. And I think they've got a big chance to knock off this juggernaut. I really do. I like this Bills team. They can run it. Josh Allen has arrived. I like the way you tweeted it out a couple of days ago, Nick, that the Bills have to look at this as like it's an elimination game. I agree. Uh, Playoff uh, on the line. But it really could help the Kansas City Chiefs pursuant to getting that bye week. Not going to catch the Ravens, but they got an opportunity to get that two seed. Tomorrow's spot, 3 o'clock in the afternoon or 3.30. Huge for Chiefs fans to be paying attention to that AFC East game. Yeah, I I think... I think the Bills have to decide if they're going to be, like I mentioned, to be the team in 2020. I mean, they have the opportunity. I mean, let's face it, when it was 15-9, to you know, they had a bunch of turnovers. You know, the Patriots defense scored a touchdown in that first game. If, 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 you, just, if you don't have turnovers uh, and you're a good football team against the Patriots, you win. I mean, just look at what's happened so far. Ravens, Chiefs, Texans all beat them. Um, and the Bills probably should have beat them round one, but they just made too many mistakes offensively. But, you know, if they want to be the team in the future, because I personally think that Belichick probably is not going to be in New England next year. I don't think Tom Brady think Belichick's be. not going to be there? I think I think Brady's I, really. I, I just I, – I think he's going to be with the New York Giants. I felt that mm-hmm. for a long time. Um, I just think he wants mm-hmm. another – I think he's so upset about this latest clap with the video stuff uh, where he was completely blindsided. You look at the stuff going on with the owner. You know, Brady is not playing at a level that's going to that's gonna win a you know, road playoff game anywhere. Um, so I, I just think all the writing's on the wall. But if the Bills are going to be that next team, they have to win this game. And they have, to res- they have to thump the Patriots, which I think they can do as long as they don't shoot themselves in the foot. And there's a lot of bad blood between these two teams, too. So. Yeah. Um, I, I think the Patriots the, the Patriots have far more to lose than the Bills uh, mm-hmm. do at this point, and I think that gives them a slight edge. Mm-hmm. So it is Matt Nagy against his mentor in Andy Reid. Uh, maybe he can make right. an angle there. What else concerns How you? How long if were they together, Trent? Do you know? Don't know years? offhand. Yeah. yeah. What else? Four concer- years, yeah. Yeah. Right. What else concerns you though? If you want to take that angle about this Bears team Sunday night, well. You know, if Max shows up to the guy that, you know, was so dominant a year ago, that's, that could be a problem, though. I give Eric Fisher a lot of a lot of flack, but I give him a lot of credit. 
you know, he pretty much, even when he was in Oakland, he shut him down pretty good. You, know, you got Schwartz on the other side who should have been a, a pro bowler. I agree. Um, you know, that scares me. You know, if Trubinsky just says, you know, I'm up to the challenge of, you know, facing the quarterback that everybody, you know, probably thinks today should have in Chicago instead of me, you know, he's probably going to have a pretty good chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think Nagy's going to be surprised by anything. I don't think Reed's going to be able to pull, you know, anything over, over his former offensive coordinator. Those guys are good friends. Um, I, I, I think, I think really it is. Do the Bears want to make a statement? Um, do they want to tell their fans, you know, we have the right quarterback? Um, and was all those draft picks worth, you know, getting Mac? And I, I, I think since they're eliminated from the postseason, you know, I, I think they're going to come out and try and play with the Chiefs for a half. But I think beyond that, it's going to be pretty tough for them to win. Nick, why have the Chiefs struggled to run the football like they seemingly have all season long? Mahomes is good with his legs. We, we know that. Right. But the running back position has not given them what I think a lot of folks thought that they would get out of that. Why have they struggled to run the ball, Nick? There's no Kareem Hunt in the backfield. Simple I mean, as that. Don't have a guy, they, they, they don't have – they miss Hunt. Mm-hmm. You know, they have not been able to find a guy – that can step up and play consistently. Williams has just been, you know, you give him the starter role and he's been hurt, you know, what, two, three times now in his career. Um, he's missed a lot of times. I mean, Shady McCoy is a good a good back, but he's not an every-down back. Uh-uh, anymore. Got Darwin Thompson out there, you know, so it, it makes it really difficult for them to, uh, uh, to, 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 to find any consistency in the running game. And lastly, the interior of their offensive line needs to improve next year, and, and I think that's an issue, too. They're just not playing as well. Um, as they need to in the run game. Terrell Suggs with the squad. Oh, yeah. Signs with the squad. I mean, do you have any hope that he's going to be able to provide anything at this point? I think well, he already I has. Mean, listen, they kept yeah, him away really from Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. You, you keep him away from Baltimore, number one. Number two, you know, uh, I, I don't know if you saw the comments by Frank Clark, but he basically so this guy came into the first meeting with a notepad and a pen and started writing things down and started watching film and just went all in, dived in, and I, hmm. I, I think he wants to show Baltimore. You made a mistake in cutting me. I think he had. There was no convincing he to come to Kansas City. He was coming regardless. Um, and I just think, listen, all he has to do, you know, is get us back Sunday night, show people he's still good. Um, you know, blow up a running play here and there, get a sack or two in the postseason. You know, make a difference. And Clark coming around the other edge, he doesn't have to be the man. He just has to contribute. And I think it's a perfect storm for, for him and the Chiefs. I think he will be a difference uh, for this team defensively, if not on reputation alone. Now offenses have to worry about with both tackles and a tight end chipping. You know, if these two guys are coming on the edge or if they line up on the same side like they did last year with Houston and Ford, you know, perception is they're probably going to get to the quarterback or at least disrupt the quarterback. And so he doesn't have to be lights out make four or five key plays or key times in the game over the next three, maybe four games, uh, I think I think the Chiefs will get their money's worth. Good stuff, Nick Athen. We will talk to you next week. Uh, have a wonderful time with your family on, uh, on Christmas Day, and uh, best to you and yours. We'll talk to you in advance of Week 17, one week from today. Thank you, Nick Athen. Sounds good. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Nick Athen. Uh, Joining the program as we get the Chiefs' perspective on things. Jeff Hughes standing by to Bears blog. Different kind of perspective It is a different kind of perspective. And Jeff and I were on the same bandwagon for the longest time, but I get the sense that I'm the only one left on the Trubisky bandwagon, Jeff. How are you? Merry Christmas, Jeff, Trent, and Ken. Good to talk to you. How's things?
I think it's more of a band bicycle now. Yeah. It is a bandwagon. Yeah. Um, Merry Christmas to you guys. Yeah, I mean, listen to the story with this team now and for the next several months leading into 2020 is what is the quarterback room going to look like and who are they going to bring in as a veteran presence that can either challenge Trubisky for the starting role or be in that Tannehill role of if Trubisky stumbles out of the gate in 2020, he's ready to come in, play, and produce. And that's that's the that's what's facing Ryan Pace in this team. And that's really the only thing that matters for the next several months. Not a whole lot else out there. And, and, and it's absolutely crazy. The offensive line has to get better. Yes, they do. There, there's parts of the team that certainly still needs tweaking, but that is going to dominate the conversation. How about that offensive line, Jeff? I think we were both at least hopeful that this offensive line was going to be better. We talked about James Daniels moving back to his natural position to center. That hasn't worked out very well. That offensive line as a whole, I mean, injuries are a part of it, sure, but, boy, they just have not played at a good level this year. Well, you know, and, but their metrics are not as bad as people have made them out to be. And, yeah. and, I'll, and I'll say this about the offensive line. They're running the ball this year almost identical to how they ran it last year with a big difference. Trubisky's not running the ball. Mm-hmm. And... This year in the passing game, they've been an above-average pass protection unit. Now, what happened to them was Kyle Long got hurt very early in the season, and they realized they couldn't have a, a, a James Daniels at center and a undrafted free agent right guard next to him. It just wasn't working. So they moved Whitehair back to center, and the left side's been very good now since they made that move. But the right side is, is all new players. It's, it's injured guys. It's guys off the street. It's guys who probably won't be in the league next year. So have they been a good unit? No, but... You know, everybody is searching for reasons why this offense is struggling. And when you, when, you, when you break it down, the quarterback has six games this year with a passer rating below 70. Mm. That does not happen by accident. Patrick Mahomes has one of those in his entire career. Uh, the quarterback has not been good enough. He does not uh, recognize defenses. He does not move to the right protect, protections. He makes wrong decisions on RPOs, and he's terribly inaccurate. Other than that, he's a hell of a player. <laughs> but this is a, this is a kid. Yeah. We don't even, and the people I talk to in the building, we don't even see a majority of the struggles uh, on the television because what he's doing is fundamentally and mentally off from what Matt Nagy wants him to do in terms of reading defenses. So, you know, the offensive line, here's an example I always give. We see the offensive, the right tackle, push a defender up the field. If that happens to Deshaun Watson, he scrambles out and he goes and makes a play. Why is is Mitch Trubisky Mm -hmm. playing like Kerry Collins? Why does he stand there with one pass rusher and take the sack? It's because he's simply not processing the game at the speed he should as a third-year player. Hmm. Now, injuries on the defensive side of the ball, particularly in the linebacker position, uh, I'm not sure we would have known, or maybe maybe you guys would have as Bears fans, uh, known what they have maybe in Kwiatkowski. When I watched the Bears since Smith's gone down, he seems to be involved in everything. Um uh, clearly, he's exceeding expectations. What do they have in him, Jeff? I got to say this about Nick Kwiatkowski: he couldn't cover last year when when he was in pass protection uh, in, in pass defense. He was a total liability, and this year he looks like Brian Urlacher. I mean, he has he has made a leap so significant that there is a lot of talk that the Bears might not be able to afford <laughs> wow. to keep him next year. There are teams that are going to be looking for that linebacker spot who are certainly going to offer more money than the Bears are now. If I'm the Bears, he has played well enough that I'm willing to say to Danny Trevathan, coming off a bad injury, mm-hmm. I'm willing to say goodbye to Danny Trevathan, clear that money off the books, 
give Nick what it, what it costs to keep him, and then you have Nick and Roquan for the next five years in the middle of that defense. Uh, he has been arguably their best defensive player mm-hmm. since he assumed the starting role, and nobody foresaw that coming. He has been terrific. Again, dropping the interception against Aaron Rodgers is frustrating, but doesn't it seem like the Bears drop two or three Aaron Rodgers <laughs> picks every time they play him? It's, if it's not him, it's Kyle Fuller or it's a safety uh, no, Nick, Nick, Nick Kwiatkowski, I hope, is in the team's plans next year, but it's going to depend on the market and what he gets offered. What more on the offense, the tight end position. They went out, they spent on Trey Burton, mm. didn't work out at a high level. They have tried, they have not been able to, to hit at that position. Is that maybe a possibility if there is a tight end towards the top of the draft? Would the Bears be willing to go there? Yo, yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I wrote a piece about this last week. If you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Philadelphia Eagles offenses, which are uh, not carbon copies, but close proximity to what the Bears run. 150 targets for the tight end mm-hmm. in Kansas City, 150-plus targets for the tight ends in Philadelphia. Trey Burton and Adam Shaheen, who were meant to be the starting tight ends, had a total of 37 targets this year. This offense, the tight end is not a luxury in this offense. It is a focal point. It controls the middle of the field. It is something every defense has to has to deal with. And right now, they don't have a pro safety, a pro tight end on the roster. I think it's, I think it's focal point number one in the draft. They have two second round picks, and I'd be shocked if one of them's not a tight end. Mm. Uh, last thing, I've, I've gone back and forth on this game, Jeff. I really have. I know this Chiefs team is very, very good, and they've got a ton to play for, especially if the Bills knock off the Patriots tomorrow, so we'll know in advance of Sunday, and I guess we would anyways. Uh, they not been on Monday, but, but anyways, you get my point. I've gone back and forth. I think what it comes down to is that the, the, this, Trubisky's teammates are sick and tired of hearing about Patrick Mahomes and want to maybe rally around their maligned quarterback. Maybe that's kind of too Hollywood script, but I I could see that happening, Jeff. Is that crazy to think? No, and and I've said said something in a column this week. It's rare for a team to be eliminated from the playoffs but still have an opportunity for a signature win in a season. And this is this is not a bad football team. They they could have won just about every game they were in they played this year. This is a, a kid in Mitch Trubisky who has been hearing about Patrick Mahomes every yep. single day since the 2017 draft. That locker room knows it. That locker room fights for Mitch Trubisky. That sideline knows it. You don't think Matt Nagy wants to beat Andy Reid in prime time on Sunday night? If Mitch is not going to deliver under those lights with with this scenario in front of him to go out and out duel. The guy who I wrote, his success haunts him like Jacob Marley. It is every Pat Mahomes touchdown pass is somehow a negative for Mitch Trubisky. This is the game to go out there, get into the, into the schoolyard, fling it around, and show you belong at the big boy table. And if he doesn't do it Sunday night, I don't know when he's ever going to do it. Because, as I've also said, the 2020 competition, what we talk about at quarterback, that starts this week. Mm-hmm. Now that the season is over, Mitch Trubisky is beginning the process of battling for his job in 2020. He starts that battle Sunday night. So that being said, he'll probably you know pitch a quarterback rating in the <laughs> 60s and leave us frustrated. I have a feeling there's going to be a whole bunch of more people joining the bandwagon. I'm driving. We'll see. <laughs> Jeff Hughes, th- listen, thanks for what you do for us. Merry Christmas to you and yours, Jeff. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Merry Christmas, guys. Good to Thanks, talk Jeff. to you. Jeff Hughes. On to Bears, Nick Athen on the Chiefs as we set up Sunday night football. All right, a few minutes on college football. Bama, Trent, and I will, uh, we found a couple of topics to talk about. We'll do that. Claxon's Barbecue in about 
25 minutes or so, and then our picks as well, and they include Mark Charter. Uh, he will slide on in here. In fact, he will lead things off for us. Miller and Condon with you until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. 24-hour sports anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. This is 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Spent a few minutes talking college football. Uh, Bama, good to talk to you, uh, as always, sir. Just real quick, uh, we're going to uh, Trent, I-, I saw this nugget, and since you're president of the Jeff Bentley, uh, Jake Bentley fan club yes, here in yes. central Iowa, is he signed with Utah? I did not. I didn't either. I saw wow. it this morning. South Carolina kid That's is going to take good. Hundley's place, who uh, exhausts his eligibility. So Whittingham got a quarterback coming his way from the SEC. Pretty good right there. Like that one. You know my affinity for Jake Bentley, though it is certainly dissipated. Not as, what it uh, once years. was, was it? Yeah, his yeah, freshman year, ago. I was all in on that guy. I thought he was going to be big time. Alas, that's not the case. As you uh, begin with Bama, though, we do have college basketball tickets to give away. Iowa, Kennesaw State. Okay. Three pairs of tickets if you make it there to watch the Hawkeyes take on the fight in Kennesaws. And when, when is the game? The game is on the 29th. Okay, so it's a Sunday the 29th. Sunday the 29th, 3 o'clock game. Just looking for three callers right now. Give us a call at 284-5966. If you can make it, right. we'll hook you up a pair and of tickets. And here's the other thing. You have to be able to pick them up here either today before business hours or close. Monday they'll be ready. Mon- oh, so Monday. And then we're closed Tuesday and Wednesday. Sure. Yep. So if you can pick them up either Monday, Thursday, or Friday, yes. you can have them. You can have them. And we have three pairs to give away three just pairs. for the asking. You All got right. it. First three callers get those, Bama and I. Well, you do that, Trent. Bama and I will talk college football. Hello, Bama. How are you? Yeah, I'd like the tickets, please. <laughs> Am I the first caller? You are the first caller, but you're not eligible, <laughs> my friend. Oh, hey, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Jake Bentley to Utah. That's not bad for them, right? You've watched more South Carolina probably than most of us down in the SEC. Um I mean, they did have clearly a marquee win this year, but I don't think Bentley was involved. What was uh, what are your yeah, right. your, your, your your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's a good move for Utah. I mean, it'll certainly be a departure from Tyler Huntley, kind yeah. of the way and style and everything. Bentley is. I mean, he's he's a he's a mobile. I guess he's a. It sounds bad. A poor man's Joe Burrow. I mean, you know, he he can he can certainly rifle it down the field. He's mobile. Um, you know, suffered a lot with injuries. Um, suffered, I think, from the system down there. You know, Muschamp's much more of a defensive coach than he is offensive, and uh, even though he has had some weapons to throw to, but I think it's a good pickup for Utah. It'll be interesting to see, you know, how he fits in. I don't expect, you know, a Joe Burrow-like season, which, you know, Kenny, when we're talking, we haven't really talked much about the Heisman, and that's fine, but the last three Heisman winners were all transfer quarterbacks. That's right. I mean, you know, yeah. so, I mean, who knows? I yeah. mean, Jacob Eason next year, if he stays, could throw his name in that hat, too. But, I mean, you just, these kids are just looking for an opportunity, and I think it's a good pickup for Utah. And Helensky has certainly, I think, taken over that South Carolina program down there. So, Billy just says, hey, I got one more year. Go find somewhere to play and, you know, maybe win a Pac-12 championship. Who knows? Uh, let's talk about, I mean, there, there are other games tomorrow, Bam. I'm assuming that you feel the same way I do, that, you know, if you're, if you're going to pay attention to one, it's probably the Las Vegas Bowl. It's Boise State. It's Washington. Yep. It's Chris Peterson's final game. Have you heard anything what's behind this? Is this just strictly burnout for him? 
That's a great question, Ken. I mean, I I, I don't really know. There's there's been some rumblings. You just read them. You know, you read these that there's some rumblings in the administration, and uh, you know, maybe a shakeup coming there in the AD spot or the president or whatever. And you know, Peterson just says, "Look, it's time." I, okay, here's one here's one thing I don't believe. Okay, I do not believe we've seen the last of Chris Peterson on the sideline. Right. Either in, either in college or, you know, who knows, as an assistant in the NFL. I think he's more of a college guy than an NFL guy, but he's really known as, a, as an excellent offensive mind. I, maybe this season just wore on him, I think, with the expectations that they had. They've, they've been in a lot of games. You know, they led Oregon and Utah into the fourth quarter, which I think is one reason they're actually at 7-5 and five favored over a 12-1 and one Boise team by a little over a field goal, which is which mm-hmm. on the surface doesn't look right. But I, I think there was so much expectation with Eason, and they just didn't live up to it for whatever reason. Their defense was better, um, but they couldn't they couldn't finish it. So I don't know if it's frustration, if it truly is. You know, he just needs to, you know, reset, reload, that kind of thing. I think he's 53, 54, you know, middle 50s kind of thing. So maybe he takes a year off and, you know, does whatever he's going to do to get paid and, you know, whatever administrative assistant, I can't remember what title what they made up to give him. But, <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I don't think we've seen the last of it. But it was odd, and it was, I think it caught a lot of people by surprise. And he's obviously not, I don't think, going to coach next year at some of these other openings. But maybe he's got his eye on Clay Helton USC. Maybe he's got a job that he's looking for. Uh, and he takes a year off, a la Mac Brown, Les Miles, that kind of thing, comes back and, and finds it. But um, I don't think we've seen the last of him coaching college football, but it, it was kind of a uh, kind of a surprise. It really sure. was. All right, let's ask. Uh, tickets are gone, by the way, and uh, we appreciate those folks that reached out. And, uh, well, uh, three of our callers and their guests will be headed to see the Hawks on uh, Sunday the 29th. All right, guys, you can't say the playoff. Trent, okay. you, Trent, you can't say the Holiday Bowl. <laughs> All right. Bama, you can't say the Citrus Bowl because that's Alabama-Michigan. Give me the bowl game that you're looking forward to the most other than those. Trent, we'll start with you. I'm really looking forward to the Outback Bowl. I want to see Minnesota against that defense from Auburn, see what they can do against that front, those Mm -hmm. talented wide receivers, and see Bo Nix after maybe taking another step forward against Alabama in that final game, if he's going to continue to progress and going into a sophomore year, what kind of quarterback he's going to be. Intrigued early with the Outback Bowl. How about you, Bama? Which game moves your needle? Well, you know, all of those on on January 1st are great. The Sugar Bowl interests me. You know, is Baylor really, I mean, they just, you know, played Oklahoma close twice this year, and if not for that, they're probably, they are in the playoff, I think, without that. Uh, And Georgia, coming off that that loss to LSU, just getting embarrassed, you see it all the time. I mean, you know, how motivated are these these kids, you know, who were playing, fighting for a playoff spot, and then they don't make it, and now, you know, the Sugar Bowl is not a bad consolation prize if you're Mm -hmm. Georgia. Uh, but, you know, how bad do they want to be there? I think Baylor wants to be there. Um, how bad does Georgia want to be there? So that one kind of intrigues me a little bit. I'll tell you, I'm all over the Iowa State-Notre Dame game. I know you guys, that's more local for you guys, so you guys obviously have to cover it. I think that is a great chance for Iowa State to really, I mean, how often do they get Well, to we're going to talk Dame, about it with you next Friday, yeah, Bama. We'll have some time next Friday for that. But yeah, it's the, I mean, the matchup, I'm with you. 
I'm all over that one. But, yeah, to me, if I had to pick one, you know, excluding the two that you mentioned, uh, I'm interested in the Sugar Bowl, Georgia Baylor. Mm-hmm. See how that works out. I might go the Rose uh, just to be a little mm-hmm. bit different. It's just because it's the Rose Bowl after all. And it's Oregon and it's Wisconsin. We, we'll see. Is there a bowl game that you guys uh, want to go, that want to go? I mean, that's a crazy question, right? Yeah. yeah you know what? I'm good with less football. What's what's up with that? I, I saw that question. I thought you were losing it. <laughs> there's there's the answer is there isn't one, right? Bama, you got one that uh, needs to go away. Maybe it's today. I got a couple. I oh. mean, you know, the Bahamas, the the Bahamas ball. I mean, that sounds great on paper. Yeah, I had a trip to the Bahamas. You could watch it. I mean, the the couple times that I've just kind of UAB was in it one year, so I kind of flipped in on it. Some wasn't there a brawl in this game a few years ago? I think there was. I think there was a huge brawl. The stadium just looks, I don't know, like a high school stadium, and it looks like they put some sod down over beach sand. And (laughs) I mean, it sounds great. You know, hey, a trip to the Bahamas, but and I'm sure it is, but the football is usually not very good. And, you know, the Camellia Bowl down in Montgomery, guys, listen, I live in Birmingham, and we got Boston College in Cincinnati this year, and that's not going to draw a lot. You know, when they get an Mm -hmm. SEC team here, uh, you know, that, that moves the needle a little bit. But I can tell you, I mean, who wants to go to Montgomery, Alabama for a bowl game? And, you know, Florida, especially Florida International coming up for Miami. Hey, let's go to Montgomery. That'll be fun. That's just one that I don't think, not a lot of local support. And, I mean, it's just one that could probably go away. Nobody even noticed. Uh, I'm mistaken. It was the Miami Bowl, which I believe has now gone away. It was BYU yeah. in Memphis in 2014. Okay. I remember there was a ton of fights at the end of that football game. The Bahamas Bowl, to me, is great. I mean, I've read stories of people that have gone. There was something up on Reddit uh, about a guy that went last year. Just walked right in with a 12-pack of beer. Nobody Just walked cared. right in. Just walked right in. Uh, said of yeah. the the twenty gates that are there, about ten of them have people man. You <laughs> just walk in and out. I just, I mean, because it's so crazy, it's so absurd. Charlotte's in their first ever bowl game. Buffalo gets to head to the Bahamas, yeah, yeah. and it's goofy just to go along with it. I'm all in for this thing. I'm uh, betting on it, by the way. Uh, Bama, other... It's like the Jimmy Buffett ball more is basically what it is. <laughs> yeah, you're, I mean, that's a fair point. Bill, just call it what it is. Just rename it. Uh, is there a bowl game other than, you know, other than the Vegas Bowl between now and Christmas that you will absolutely watch? Well... There's a couple of them that I watch, but they're more for personal reasons, not necessarily for the football. I mean, UAB playing App State, yeah. the big game for UAB. I don't think, I don't think they're going to be able to compete very much in this one. I think Appalachian State, it's just UAB is a great, great story for what mm-hmm. they've done in the last yep. two years, especially making it into the conference title game, winning it last year, losing it this year. Um, so that one to me, you know, I'll, I'll be tuned in. And of course, uh, you know, a couple, a little family tie with Liberty, Georgia Southern, uh, down in the, uh, the FBC Cure Bowl. Cure Bowl down in Orlando. Um, they're playing it at the home of the MLS soccer stadium. Um, I'll be watching that. It's Liberty's first ever ball game mm-hmm. as an FBS team. So that's a big deal there. But, you know, for, in terms of football, I mean, pre Christmas, um, you know, to me, it's Boise State, Washington. That's that's the game. You know, pre Christmas. That's really the one that, if I'm going to sit down and, and make you know make appointment television, if you will, 
and go, okay, we'll watch a football game, and that's all the other stuff going on. It's that one. Bama, we'll have a whole bunch to talk about uh, real real good bowl games. Uh, we won't have any that we wish to go away when we reconvene a week <laughs> from now. We'll talk about that holiday bowl and the camping world and the playoff bowls and dot, dot, dot. Bama, great stuff. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, since we won't talk until after Christmas, Merry Christmas to you and uh, yours, Bob Waldrop. Merry Christmas, Bama. Thanks a lot, Kenny and Trent, and uh, same to you guys and to all the listeners up there. I really appreciate you having me on. I enjoy it every week and look forward to it. goes by too quick, but we enjoy it while we have it. Indeed. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Bama. Sounds good, guys. Good to talk to you. Bama Bob, uh, as we talk college football, which leads us into another popular segment. Yes, people getting excited to win some barbecue. Indeed. We're going to unbusy the phone lines right now. So we'll take the first four callers at 284-5966, 284-5966. We've got some NFL. We've got the Vegas Bowl. Here's the tiebreaker that you can start thinking about. It's Luca Garza, total points and rebounds tomorrow versus Cincinnati, closest without going over. 50. 50? Yeah. He's going to have a hell of a game. 40 and 10, no big deal. <laughs> Do they win if they go 40 and 10? Well, they didn't the last time they you had a game like time. that. Uh, Claxon's Barbecue giveaway next, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Miller and Condon take you until noon on Des Moines Sports Station. By the way, if you're getting a ring, you're in. Don't hang up. If you're getting a ring, you're in. 1460. Farms Ham. Keep up with KXNO on Twitter and Facebook. Go to KXNO.com to learn more. From 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. Miller and Con in Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Uh, still to come, our picks. By the way, I know this is sponsored by Claxons. This is a non-sponsored endorsement. We had a Berkwood Farms ham at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Two enthusiastic thumbs up. Oh, really? Yeah, they're very, very good. Very, very good. So is Claxon's 3131 Southwest, uh, 8th Street Southwest in Altoona, in business in Altoona for approaching 25 years. A restaurant in business that long? They must be doing something right. Tyler, Joe, Ryan, and Mike, in that order, let's give you an opportunity to sample what they've done right for almost 25 years. Tyler, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, thank you. Going away for Christmas, staying home? Staying home. Uh oh, uh, Trent. I just deleted the. Uh, <laughs> I just hit delete on the on the Claxons. On, on the Claxons. Yeah. Well, I I, got oh, it right you know what? Here. here I got it. I'm going to my recently delete. All right. <laughs> this is live radio, Tyler. Welcome to it. Here we go. Washington is a three and a half point favorite over Boise State tomorrow in Las Vegas. Wrong team's favorite. I'll go with Boise. That boy. Mm-hmm. New England six and a half over Buffalo. Um, New England. San Francisco, six and a half over the Rams. Um, I'll go with the Rams. Sunday night, Chiefs are a six and a half point favorite over the Bears. Um, Chiefs. And tiebreaker, Tyler, closest without going over. Luca Garza versus Cincinnati tomorrow night. Points and rebounds combined. Uh, 28, please. 28. Tyler, thank you. Merry Christmas. Thank you, you too. Uh, thank you. Joe is next with Miller and Condon. Hi, Joe. Hey. You staying home for Christmas? Uh, around the area. Around yeah. the area, attaboy. All right, Washington's a three-and-a-half-point three favorite over Boise State. Uh, give me Washington. New England, six-and-a-half over Buffalo. I'll take the Bills. 
And a boy, San Fran, six and a half over the Rams. San Fran will roll. San Fran rolls. Chiefs, six and a half over the Bears. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> okay. Garza, points, rebounds combined. Closest without going over, Joe. Uh, 31. 31. Joe, Merry Christmas. Yep, you too. Thank you. Ryan's next. Uh, Ryan, how are you? Yeah, I'm ready. And a boy, Ryan, here we go. Washington, three and a half over Boise State. Even them blue field Boise boys. Even the blue field Boise boys for you and the three and a half to go along with it. Uh, Patriots, six and a half over the Bills. Ah, Bills. Niners, six and a half over the Rams. Niners big. Niners big. Chiefs, six and a half over the Bears. The Bears. Garza, total points and rebounds closest without going over. Let's get big. 36. 36. Ryan, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. Thank you. Uh, And Mike brings it to a close. Mike, how are you? I'm doing good. Good. You going bowling? You staying home for Christmas? Uh, I'm staying home. That a boy. Here we go. Washington, three and a half over Boise State. I'm going to go Washington just to be different. All right. See, I'm with you on that one. Uh, New England, six and a half over Buffalo. What are they, 31-3 and three against Bill? Yeah. New England. <laughs> yeah, we were reminded by that. That's daunting, isn't it? Six and a half is what the Rams are getting from San Francisco. San Francisco minus six and a half. Well, San Francisco has some people out, and the Rams played well, but um, I still got to go San Francisco. Niners bounce back after last week. I got gotcha. you. Chiefs, six and a half over the Bears. My Bears are... They're toast. I'll go with the Chief. Okay. Garza, total points and rebounds. Closest without going over to more against Cincy, Mike. I'll split the others, and I'll go 34. 34. Merry Christmas, Mike. Thank you. Thank you very much. Good to talk to you. And thank you to Claxons for making that possible. Well, our picks are coming up, but Trent, prior to doing that, mm-hmm. let's do this. Mark Charter's Best Bets, brought to you by Charter House Real Estate. Make your best bet by calling Charter House. Stop paying 6 to 7% to sell your home. Charter House offers a full-service real estate experience while saving you thousands. Find out your savings at charterhouseiowa.com. Hey, everybody. Here's the three picks that I like this week. We're staying in the NFL for all three. We're going to take the Rams plus 6.5 at the 49ers. The Rams are in a must-win situation. The Vikings also must lose, so it is not within their control totally, but the Rams have to take care of business. They are plus six and a half at the 49ers. Moving from there, we're going to take the Chiefs minus six against the Bears. The Bears are dead in the water, nothing to play for. The Chiefs have plenty to play for, tuning up for the playoffs coming up. I think Patrick Mahomes will be too much for the Bears this week. Take the Chiefs minus six. Finally, we're going to take the Buccaneers plus three against the Texans. Jameis Winston has found something in Tampa Bay. Uh, The Texans are off and on from week to week. I'm going to ride the hot hand here and take Jameis Winston. Give me the Buccaneers plus three. Those are the picks I like this week. Merry Christmas, everybody. That's Mark Charter's Best Bets. Now, back to Ken and Trent with their picks. Presented by Charter House Real Estate. All right, thank you, Mark Charter, for that. Good to hear that you and I are on the uh, opposite side as he's been struggling a little bit lately. What are we? Where are we now? I'm closing the gap, but I you don't are. think I've caught you. Not quite yet. We are now tied in the loss column. 34 L's on the year. I'm 41 and 34. You're 38, 34 and 3. Three pushes a difference. So a game and a half lead for me going into the beginning of bowl season. So am I on the 
break-even side, percentage-wise, am I at 51 point whatever it is? 52.4% is what you have to hit yeah. with the juice to be even. You are at 52.8%. How about that? Making money, Ken Miller. <laughs> Having a lot of fun, that's for sure. Well, let's get to it. I'm going to start tomorrow. I'm going to start tomorrow in college. Actually, uh, my best bet's the earliest game of the day, but we'll save that for a second. My college game, I, I think that uh, the Huskies going to rally around Chris Peterson. I just do. Um, he's going out. This is it for him. It was a disappointing season. Easton has had a bad year. The Bears just made Iowa State his best bet in the bowl season. What's his name? Chris Felica? Yes. His best bet in the bowls. I'm watching it now on ESPN. Iowa State over Notre Dame. How about that? But back to our picks. Uh, I've got Washington minus three and a half. I'm going to take Seattle. I don't like the NFL slate, Trent. They'll be perfectly honest. Seattle minus nine and a half over Arizona. Gone back and forth on this game all week long. Are they going to rally around Trubisky? The Chiefs are too good. They got an opportunity to host uh, to get a week off. I'll lay the six. Take the Chiefs at Chicago, and then my final pick, other than my best bet, Cincinnati. Uh, with Andy Dalton's better than Miami. Uh, they're in Miami. It's 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 a nothing game. Nobody's going to watch them. He's going to be there. I'll take Cincinnati in a pickle. My best bet, uh, Houston. Look, Tampa Bay's two starting receivers are out. Houston has to win the football game. A lot on the line for them. Deshaun Watson, they're going to allow him to run around. If they do, if they let him make some plays and can't put any pressure on the quarterback, uh, I think that uh, Washington's going to have a field day. So my best bet is Houston. I'll take Cincy, Kansas City, Seattle, and Washington, Trent. All right, I got a couple of college games, a few in the pros. We're on opposite sides in one of those NFL games. But we're going to start coming up here in just over an hour. Let's go to the Bahamas. It's windy. It's cold. Both teams can run the football. Certainly like the total, though it's plummeting down. Now down at open at 48. Is down to 51 as we currently talk. Open at 58. But I'm going to jump on the 49ers in their first ever bowl appearance. That's the direction I'm going. Get the six and a half with UNC Charlotte. Bobby Lutz isn't walking through that door, but the football program will give you the six and a half with Charlotte. Pick number two. This is my favorite college one, certainly of the weekend leading up to Christmas. It's SMU laying a field goal down in Boca Raton. It is, yes, a road game as they'll be playing in the home stadium of Florida Atlantic. No Lane Kiffin. What's going to be left for this Owl team? I think it's SMU all day long. A better team, and you're just laying the field goal with the Stangs. Let's go to the NFL, the opposite side. Miami's won three games. Cincinnati's won one. How can you say Cincinnati's better than Miami? Ken, you're dead wrong here. Dolphins all day long in the pick'em. The Raiders blew a lead last week. Absolutely fell apart in that game, the final one in the Coliseum. Now they go on the road to L.A. for the final time as the Oakland Raiders. We know the connection, though, with Oakland. Played in L.A. for a number of years. Chargers fans, there aren't any. This is going to be another decided advantage for the Raider faithful. You're getting a touchdown in a pretty even matchup. Chargers always playing close games. You're giving me a full touchdown, give it to me all day long. I'll take the Raiders. Plus the seven, my best bet of the week. The Saints making their way up to Mm. Tennessee. Playing on the grass. Playing on a short week. Drew Brees has to take a step back from last week. A lot of factors going against this one. Must-win situation for Tennessee to keep their playoff hopes alive. I'm going to grab the three points, and I'm going to go with those Titans on a short week for New Orleans. So it is the Titans plus three, Raiders plus seven, Miami in a pick'em, SMU laying the three, and Charlotte plus six and a hook. 
Uh, we haven't spent much time on this game. Uh, neither one of us picked it. Cowboys-Eagles. One of these two teams will punch their playoff ticket tomorrow. Uh, or, or Sunday, rather. Dak Prescott is really hurt, Trent, but apparently he's going to go. Carson Wentz has had... He's, look, he's got a lot of his guys down and they've been gone. you have any opinion on that game? The game's in Philly. Do you, would you rather see the Cowboys or the Eagles in the hosting a home game in the playoffs? The Cowboys. I think so, too. It's the Cowboys, right? It's the Cowboys. Yeah, there's a little... There's more uh-huh. cachet there. Yep. I like watching that team play. I like watching them play, too. I do. And I like watching them lose. Yeah. Where the Eagles is just... It doesn't have that same kind of pull, you right. know? It just... This is my favorite division in, in, in the NFL, the NFC East. It's always, More than your uh, AFC Yeah, West. always has been my favorite division. Overall. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's the team. Maybe they're on TV more as a kid or something. Sure. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I like watching the Eagles and the Redskins and Giants when they're good. How about Nick today? Nick Athen. That's the first I've heard of that. Belichick going to back the Giants. to the Giants where he was with Parcells for a number of mm-hmm. years. Just won a Super Bowl. Cleaning his hands of the whole New England situation. Did you see that at all? I mean, I could see. I don't think Brady's going to be there next year. You don't? I don't. I think that the split is coming, but I didn't. I had never. I haven't even seen any whispers about that. Had you? No. I. It's been speculated about for years, but at this point in his career, I hadn't heard it recently, that's for sure. I hadn't heard anything. And it's going to be happening mm-hmm. soon. Watch the art of coaching, by the way. Speaking of Belichick, I yeah, know you, it's really good. If you're a football fan, um, Nick Saban and Bill Belichick sat down on e, on HBO. I think it's an hour and fifteen minutes. All right, so it's not a, you know significantly. It's really good if you're a football fan. Just the history of those two. I had no idea about the relationship over forty years. We got football coming up in an hour. This going to do it for you. Going to have it on the TV in the office? I'm going to have it on the TV. <laughs> I figured <laughs> that as a trick much. question. All right, Murph and Andy, you're coming up today at 2. Uh, the Fanatics will follow them.